<coughs> we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. The Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kids Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. We are a Chicago Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we break down the Bears roster cuts and the 53-man roster and much, much more. Hey, Dub, my brother, man. What's the good word with you, man? Everything is good here, Prez. How you doing, my brother? It's Friday, man. Holiday weekend in this bitch. <laughs> yes, sir, man. I love the Fridays, but you, we get that extended day off, man, on Monday. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's why I'm so happy right now. Long weekend, man. I told you, last time you and I chopped it up on Chicago State of Mind, I said, bro, work was kicking my ass. I need this weekend, bro. Hey, you, I need it too, man, because work went at me as well. Well, shit, bro, you out of town right now. I don't want to hear all that. <laughs> <laughs> out of town is still working, my brother. Still working. <laughs> Damn, you working and you got time off, bro? Damn. Yeah, that's rough, right? <laughs> Boy, you dedicated, man. I all respect to you on that, my man. All respect to you. Yes, sir. Got to get it done, man. Otherwise, it's still going to be there when I come back. That's what I always tell people. So you re- you can't really truly, and that's what's wrong with our society. We can't truly unplug because you take a couple of days off. Even if somebody's backing you up, there's still going to be something that they ain't get to. So it's going to be waiting for you when you get back in the office. So Right, right. Exactly. And some things you need to like really focus in on. So actually doing it while you're actually on vacation helps you really focus on that and not have to worry about anything else because everyone, for the most part, know you're gone. But yeah, that's the best part about it. That's it, really. No, I hear you, brother. I hear you. Well, listen, man, we're going to make the most of this weekend, but let's get into this actual episode. Audience, you guys know there's a lot for us to unpack on this show today. The Bears did a lot of moves, a lot of cuts, a lot of uh, shuffling with that back end of the roster. Let's just talk about it, A-Dub. So on our last show, I gave my roster predictions and I said, you know, A-Dub, this is just what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. And I got a lot of them wrong. So it just goes to show you that even when you're tuned in, even when you're at all these practices, you're watching all the games and breaking down a lot of the stuff that's going on, you never know what Ryan Pace and those guys are thinking. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Perez. You just don't know, man. And you and I talked about this. is It's a lot of competition out there at these particular positions, and you just never know who we might go with, who's ready, who isn't ready, who's been out on the field, who hasn't been out on the field. All those things matter. No, they sure do. So we're going to get audience just a quick rundown on the cuts. So we had Chris Lacey, who wasn't a surprise to me that was cut. Artavis Pierce was cut, but he came back on the practice squad. That was one of the ones that I kind of figured that would happen as far as getting back on the practice squad. I was correct on Chris Lacey. We had Adam Rettman. I was correct there. Dieter Iceland, also correct there. He also ended up on the practice squad, so we mentioned that as well. Scooter Harrington, he was cut. I was correct on that one. Daniel Archibong, correct on that one. Deontay Ruffin, correct again on that one. Riley Ridley, 
salute to him. He's gone. We kind of caught that one. Right. But one of the first ones I got wrong, A-Dub, was Ryan Nall. I thought Ryan Nall was going to make the roster. He got cut, but ended up back on the practice squad. So what did you think about that move with Ryan Nall actually not making the 53-man roster? Because we thought potentially he would make it on the roster just because of his special teams ability. That shocked me as well, Prez. But I think the factor of seeing other guys, how loaded we are in the backfield with three quality running backs, that might have pushed him over the edge. Sis Mike. John V. Johnson, he was another one that I got right. I said, hey, you know what? He's going to get cut. He should make it back on their practice squad. He did. Yep. Same thing with Sam Kamara. Now, Thomas Graham Jr., A-Dub, I got that one wrong. I thought he was going to make the team as a six-round draft pick. But however, he was cut, made it back onto the practice squad. So that was the second one that I got wrong. What were your thoughts there, A-Dub, with Thomas Graham getting cut and making it back onto the practice squad? That was a surprise to me, Perez. It really was. I know the kid worked hard, Perez. Even seeing him on the field, when he made mistakes, he was willing to really work on that and fix it right away. So it was just shocking to see the kid gets, gets cut. But I was kind of happy he's back on the practice squad, though. Yeah, I would say this, man. The fact of the matter is that cornerback position, and it's going to be one we're going to have to keep an eye on. And we'll get into that later in the show. But I didn't really see a lot out of him during training camp. He was kind of so-so in the game. So I wasn't necessarily surprised that he got cut. I'm glad that he made it back on the practice squad because there's some ability there. I think the biggest thing to win against him was the fact that he sat out last season and you can kind of see some of that rust with his game this summer. So hopefully being on the practice squad, he'll be able to develop and kind of get back into the flow of things. Key factor you said, Perez, of him sitting out was a lot of rust. I believe that's the case for sure. Just give him opportunity to still continue to grow and learn, Perez, on the practice squad. And you never know, he might move up right after that. Fair point, brother. All right, Brian Johnson, the kicker. We were happy the fact that we got a second kicker in the, in the loop here. We both said, hey, he's going to get cut. And we said, hey, you know what? He's going to end up back on the practice squad. So correct there. Tyrone Wheatley Jr., I said he's going to be cut. He missed a lot of time on the back end of camp with an illness. I didn't really think that he was going to be in the long-term plans here. He was cut. James Valders, I said he was going to get cut. That was correct. He actually got picked up by the Atlanta Falcons. He's actually going to be on their practice squad. So good luck to James. Charles Snowden, who was another guy that I said, hey, I'm pretty high on him as a developmental player. He's just someone that just really caught my eye there at training camp in Hallis Hall. So he was cut, but made it back on the practice squad. So I was right on that one. Arlington Hambright, he was cut. We were correct on that one. He made it back to the practice squad as well. Isaiah Coulter, I predicted that he was going to get cut. However, I didn't see him getting back on the practice squad. However, he's on our practice squad. Really happy to see that because he does have some ability in the return game. You can never have too many of those players in the mix, A-Dub. Absolutely, absolutely. Daz Newsom, A-Dub, I was surprised because you were very high on Daz Newsom after the draft. However, he got cut. I did not have him on my cut list, so that was another one that I got wrong. Thank you, Ryan Pace, so much for making a liar out of me. But A-Dub, what were your thoughts there with Daz Newsom not making the team? I was hurt, Prez. I really was. A-Dub was hurt. Daz Newsom's a kid I really do like, Prez. He can do a lot of different things. He can catch the ball in the short that we talked about, Prez, and make some yardage out of that. I know you missed some time, Prez. You know, if you're getting hurt, and you missed a lot of the um, you know, time to learn and grow at the same time. So with that, it kind of set him back, Prez. I knew it was going to be a hard fight for him to come back and try to prepare himself for missing all that training camp. So it came back and bite him in the butt just a little bit here to where now he's on our practice squad. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that he had going against him, rookie, got injured, and he kind of got behind the curveball a little bit. And then when he got his opportunities out there, I didn't see anything that he did to move the needle necessarily. So 
I'm glad that he's back in the fold on the practice squad. And he's a guy that we'll have to develop a little bit further. But I do think that Daz Newsom still has some talent. And I think that, you know, he'll have his time here in Chicago at some point in the future. Yeah, yes, sir, Perez. And with that, you know, we got a crowded wide receiver core here as well. So that doesn't help either. Exactly. Facts there. All right, man, let's let's round out the rest of these cuts, man, where we can get into some more aspects of the show that the listeners want us to delve into. Desmond Trufant. This is where Ryan Pace, he may be wrong again. So I thought that Desmond Trufant was going to make it onto the roster. Now, however, I mentioned death to the family, Desmond Trufant. We hadn't really seen much of him in training camp, right? And so I was surprised that he got cut, but then at the same time, not necessarily surprised. But it just goes to show you that the Bears, they're like, hey, you know what? This cornerback position, we got to get this thing right. We got to have somebody out there that we know that they can be out there on the field and be available to us. So, A-Dub, thoughts on Desmond Trufant not making this roster? Perez, I am surprised as well. You know, when Fuller got cut, it was a big deal again, Trufant, right? I didn't know what he was going to bring to the table because we didn't know at that point. But seeing him cut, it was like, wow, we lose a veteran, a guy who probably have done the role before and done a decent job, and we thought we may could possibly use him at some point this season. So seeing him get cut was like, wow, big shocker to me. That was definitely a surprise, but hopefully, you know, everything with him and his family and his personal life, all that stuff gets sorted out family first. And, you know, maybe he'll get an opportunity when he's ready to revisit things with football again. I'm with you there, Perez. And rest in heaven to his father, man. I know it's a tough loss for him. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. All right. So another one that Brian Pace temporarily made me incorrect on, I had Marky Christian making the roster. However, he was cut, but then they later added him to the 53-man roster. LaKale London, I had that one correct. He did not make the roster. He was cut. Trey Roberson, he was cut with an injured designation. Tease Tabor, I also said that he was going to get cut, and he was also added back to the practice squad. But the number one cut, A-Dub, that Ryan Pace messed up my track record on here with these cuts was Rodney Adams. I thought Rodney Adams had this 53-man roster made. He initially made it, and then they cut him, A-Dub. I was pulling for Rodney Adams, and he had a good showing in preseason prayers. He was out there on the money, man. He gave it his all. This is his last straw. He went out with a bang. But I thought he probably would have made the roster based on what he did, this effort-wise, and what we saw. Yeah, man. I mean, he did enough, in my opinion. You know, <laughs> at Hallis Hall, he did something out there on the field every practice from what I saw that I said, you know what? This is a guy that looks like he belongs. But what I think that went against Rodney Adams a bit was when you get lower on that depth chart at wide receiver, you have to have some sort of special teams ability. You got to be able to cover on kickoff returns and punt coverage and things of that nature. Rodney Adams did not get a lot of snaps on special teams during the training camp. So I think that was the primary reason why he didn't make the 53-man roster when it was all said and done. So I'm glad that he made it back on the practice squad, A-Dub, and the Bears cut him to make room for two new receivers. So we got Rashad Perryman, who's a speedster, who's going to add a nice little dynamic to this offense and maybe special teams. And then Simba Webster comes over from the 49ers. So these guys are both new to the roster. So at the end of the day, man, that wide receiver room now is just even more crowded because now we got two additions that we have brought into the mix. Yeah, we do, Perez, a couple guys. But I think Webster's a guy who I've seen with the 49ers. And I think a guy like him really plays a lot on special teams. So maybe we probably need that, Perez, for what this team looks like. I know you and I talked about our special teams before already. And I wonder if that's the case here for uh, Nagy. Like, hey, we need to really shore that part of it up. So these are a couple guys who probably can help us out in that department, especially Webster, I will say. For sure there. When it comes to Perryman, 
from what I understand is he's been on the Bears' radar. So when he became available, they pounced on him. And I'm just going to tell you this, man, A-Dub, when you get a chance, because I know you're busy right now, cut off some tape of him. All you're going to see is this guy just flying all over the field. So I think that when you look at that, that's going to be great to have on his roster. The fact that he's got size on him, so he's like 6'2", but he's got some speed like that. So that's going to be really great because what we talked about with having Dalton and even having Justin Fields at the quarterbacks is getting weapons on this team with speed that can take the top off of the defenses and you got quarterbacks that can get them the ball. This Perryman kid is going to be really good, I think, in this offense to utilize that speed. Yeah, Prez, I'm going to look into him a little bit more, brother. I'm glad you brought that up because he's a guy I need to know more about for sure. But definitely, if he can bring that kind of energy that you're saying, especially that speed, Prez, that speed kills, man. We can get another speech on this team. That helps. So I'm all for that. Yeah, because think about it. This offseason, they signed Goodwin. We got Demir Bird. You're adding that to Darnell Mooney. I mean, boy, speed kills, A-Dub. So I'm all for it, brother. I'm looking to see what he can give us. We hope I'm quite sure with us signing him, that tells that, hey, this guy still got some pop in those legs. <laughs> so we all for that, Perez. Yes, sir. I wanted to get your thoughts on Riley Ridley. So we talked about him in the last episode. We said, hey, you know what? No surprise here that Riley Ridley is probably not going to make this 53-man roster. So the decision probably wasn't very tough for them. But my point on this whole situation when I see Riley Ridley not making the team is A-Dub. This is just another missed draft pick by Ryan Pace. And that's the thing that I'm just looking at here. You know, you got a hit on these draft picks, and this is another kid that we're releasing. He was drafted in 2019. 2021, we're already cutting him. Yeah, that hurts. And the thing is, Perez, I didn't see him get the opportunities over the years that I thought would help him out with, to see him produce and grow. I would even say from even this season, right, this preseason, and also looking at him doing the training camps, things of nature, his name wasn't called or didn't ring a bell for us to say he had a shot but it seems like he's been underutilized for the most part of his career with the Bears, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've talked about that in the past, about the fact of, hey, why is it this guy getting opportunities? Why was he inactive so much? We still never really understand what went into that. But at one point, Riley Ridley was considered the steal of the draft. One of the things that I really liked about him from college was that his route running was really good, but he never got on the field, to your point and got passed up on the depth chart. So I don't know, man. We're just going to add Riley Ridley to – he's going to be added to the list of other Bears receivers they dub that have not panned out here. Guys like Kevin White. Your boy can't get right Miller. Javon Wims. And now you got Riley Ridley joining that list of people. And that's not a good list to be on, Riley. Man, it's not a good list, Prez. And it's not a good look for the Bears either, you know. And this this tells you that you only got Money Moon, who you may have drafted, who's probably still on this roster and showing us something. And for me, Perez, it just doesn't look good, like you said, from Ryan Pace standpoint. I thought that even though all that happened, I think Riley really didn't help himself, at least this year, right, to show they deserve on this team. But overall, I am disappointed to see him not make it. Definitely a fair point. So audience, those were the list of cuts. We mixed in the guys that made it back to the practice squad. There was one guy that we missed from the list. um, That was Azuye. Alufehe, and I hope that I pronounced that correctly. We picked him up from the Texans, and I saw some tape from him because uh, from college he was at West Georgia, big body, defensive tackle. So definitely just a developmental player. And tell me, because defensive tackle is such a, a position of uh, strength for this team, I mean, it doesn't hurt to just basically have another guy in, in the mix there that can learn from some of those guys and just to have maybe some depth in case we get an injury or something along those lines. So that was the last addition to that practice squad that we missed from earlier. 
I'm glad he's on the uh, practice squad. You're right. He's a guy that could possibly continue to develop. But you had a good point about the fact that if an injury was to occur, he may be one of those guys can possibly move up. Good for him. He'll still continue to develop and learn and grow. And hopefully at some point in the future, he can show us some good signs, Prez. Yes, sir. So, A-Dub, let's get closer to discussing the 53-man roster. Before we get there, though, we got to break down some notable things that came out. So, when we saw that the 53-man roster came out, we saw a couple position groups had a lot of players. We saw that there were five tight ends. We weren't surprised there because you and I talked about the fact that Jesper Horstead did so much in that last game that he forced his way onto that roster. However, we saw... Man, they kept seven inside linebackers. What the fuck is going on there? Because as you remember, you and I talked about the fact that we thought Josh Woods and we thought that Caleb Johnson would not make the 53-man roster. And I thought that Caleb potentially would make it back on the practice squad. However, we got seven inside linebackers. Then the next day, we find out Danny Trevathan is going to start the season on injured reserve. And I said, what the hell happened? Because... You and I had just talked about the fact that he looked ready for the season after that brief play that he did in the Tennessee Titans game. So now we find out, hey, no, there's a knee injury with Danny Trevathan, and he's going to start the season on IR. So now we got the answer to the question of why we kept seven inside linebackers, but hey, Doug, what were your thoughts there on Danny Trevathan? Because I'm like, what's going on here? (laughs) I'm with you, man. It shocked the hell out of me. I was like, Hey, I just gave this guy a whole lot of kudos, man. And we're preparing for the season. And he had a good game. I've got an interception. He was all over the field. And then we get to the point to where now we're like, hey, oh, yeah, anyhow, he's going to be injured. What? <laughs> so I am very disappointed in this whole process. I hope he gets better soon, friends. But, wow, you can talk about a shocker of blow to the team. And you're right. This is something that makes us realize now when we got so many inside linebackers on the team. Because now we got to scout these guys out a little bit more to see who's ready to play right now, who can give us something. So, that definitely helped change the scope of everything. Well, and, and to that point, now we're going to see Alec Ogletree getting start week one. But I'm not surprised that he was injured because Danny Trevathan did miss a lot of time during training camp because he did nurse a knee injury. But when I saw him playing that last preseason game, A-Dub, I thought, Danny's back. He's ready to go. It just caught me off guard a little bit. Because of the pandemic, the injured reserve rules have changed slightly. So, Danny Trevathan has a chance to return within three weeks. But this knee injury is something that's bothered him most of training camp. But I thought when we saw him playing that last preseason game in A-Dub, I thought that was just a tune-up to get him ready for week one. But, hey, I was wrong. Hey, I was wrong too, Perez, because you're right. I didn't see any signs of injury from that game. He looked fine. Matter of fact, he looked even better than he looked in a while, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for Trevathan. And then here we go. Yeah, so maybe it was just something where something flared up after the game. You never know, A-Dub. Definitely just something to keep an eye on there with that position group. But let's talk about Tariq Cohen. So not a surprise that Tariq Cohen is starting the season on the pup list. I talked about the fact during training camp in Hallis Hall, Tariq Cohen was mostly a bystander. He was doing a little work on the side. He's obviously still working his way through. So now he's going to start the season on the pup list. You mentioned earlier the depth that we have at running back. So obviously you got Montgomery. You know, obviously you got Damian Williams, and then you have the rookie, Khalil Herbert. So you got a nice stable of running backs there, and then Tariq Cohen's just waiting in the wings for his opportunity. So with him being on the pup list, he can return within six weeks, from what I understand. They were aiming for him to return for training camp, but it didn't happen. Anything that worries you with the Tariq Cohen situation? Also, do you think there was outside chance, A-Dub, that Tariq Cohen had a second knee surgery that we don't know about? Whoa, 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 Prince. Now you're hitting on a lot of stuff here. 
I was worried about Tariq Cohen anyway. The fact of his injury, how it can be an ongoing thing that you don't know how much it takes to recover from that. As you can see where we are right now, where he's going to start on the pup list because he's not pretty much 100% at this point. So you just never know what may have happened with him from that standpoint. And from what you're saying, if there was another injury that had to be nursed or reevaluated. And now we had a point to now it's going to take some weeks for him to come back. So I'm really concerned because we were looking for him to being able to come back you know, sooner than this. And now it's to a point where it's going to take some more weeks. So I hope he can recover well from this, Perez, and get his career back on track. But man, those injuries can be very detrimental to your career. They definitely can be. And when I was saying the second surgery, I'm thinking, hey, Dub, maybe what if they had to go back into that knee and do a second surgery to stabilize some things? Because when they asked Brian Pace about it, and even with Matt Nagy, they were very elusive and wouldn't answer the question directly. So shocking, but it just makes you wonder, why is this recovery taking a little bit longer? Yeah. So I wonder maybe if he might have had a second procedure. And that's possible, Perez. Very well possible. We could have got another procedure done there. And a lot of times you hear about that, Perez, as well. When guys who go through kind of surgery like that, they go through another one. And um, in this case here, that's something that could have happened that maybe Nagy and those guys don't want to bring to our attention to say it's much more serious than what we think, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They'll probably keep that shit close to the vest, so fine, whatever. But I do think, though, when you look at a situation like with Tariq Cohen, I look forward to getting him back in his offense, A-Dub, because that's such a versatile weapon. You know, he's a miss on special teams. You know, that ability with him in open field running back punts. Also, his ability in the backfield, his ability to play out of the slot. So those are just valuable aspects of our offense that are being missed with him out. So I just look forward to him coming back, but not coming back until he's 100% healthy. And hopefully when he does come back, Chris, he's the same to Cohen, And that's what we're hoping for. Absolutely. So one thing that I wanted to get your thoughts on. We talked about Tevin Jenkins multiple times in this offseason. The Bears had to put him on the initial 53-man roster, which is why we saw some people surprised to get cut and didn't get added back to the team later. But they did that A-dub to allow him to have the opportunity to return at some point in the season. But they had to burn a roster spot in order to do so. Now, with the situation with Tevin Jenkins, we don't know his timetable to return. Right. Now, we're starting the season with Jason Peters at left tackle, and that's something you talked about on the last episode of maybe being concerned about his conditioning and if he's going to be able to play four quarters of a game. So those are some things that we got to watch there. But I wanted to get your thoughts there on the Tevin Jenkins situation because when they talked with Ryan Pace this week, Ryan Pace said that the issue that Tevin Jenkins had, they feel that it's been resolved and fixed with the surgery. Well, Perez, that's fine if it's been resolved and fixed with the surgery. That's one thing. But the recovery part, Perez, to get back to 100%, that can take a while. Everybody's body is different, so we don't know how long that's going to take. And then to get back into football shape and get ready, Perez, that can take a while. I'm not even sure he's going to come back for this season, Perez. Those kind of things does take time, man. And I don't want them to try to rush the guy back, but hopefully the Bears can play well enough to where that can become a distraction to people not worried about Tevin Jenkins and his injury. Right, exactly. And so this is the one thing, though. So when Brian Pace was asked about the situation, he said that Tevin Jenkins started to have pain running down his leg. He said he, this, he thought from like a nerve ending or something along those lines. To your point, yeah, just because you guys feel like the surgery alleviated the issue, you still got recovery. You still got the fact that he's got to get up to NFL conditioning and game speed and all those things. And you have to add it to the fact that he's a rookie. Right. So there's just a lot of things that are going against him. Now, however, I'm still excited about him as a player. 
And I really hope that, you know, whether it's this season or next season, really looking forward to seeing what he can do, man. Because like I said, he showed a shit ton on tape when he was in college of what he could do. I just really am worried that this back injury is going to hold this kid back. Ian Perez, you definitely have mentioned that part about his back injury holding him back, Perez. And you mentioned about this compared to other, you know, left tackles we had over the course of history and how we've been unfortunate in that department. I hope that this doesn't be something that becomes a, a long-term injury for him. I would love to see this guy have a great career. But that's something like you and I mentioned that we're going to have to continue to monitor. And I hope that at some point, Perez, he can show us all those great things that we've seen from him in college. We're getting prepared, understanding how to work with the other guys on the offensive line. So all of those things are a setback for this kid at this point. And I do feel bad for him. But man, if he get back to 100% press, we got a lot to be expecting out of him at that point. Yeah, and also, too, an audience, please, please <laughs> pardon me for being almost kind of like looking at Ryan Pace and not trusting his words because we've kind of heard this from him before. Think back to Kevin White. Kevin White was a very talented receiver that they brought in here. And Kevin White had an injury that they were diagnosing as shit splints. Eh, that wasn't what it was because it ended up being leg fracture. Right. And he had to get surgery and he missed the whole season. And you guys know the history there. I'm not going to pile on the Kevin White. He had a tough go over with injuries. But my point is, is that you can't believe anything Ryan Pace says when it comes to injuries because he's calling Tevin Jenkins surgery a common surgery. Well, back surgery for a 300-pound offensive lineman, A-Dub, that ain't nothing common about that. There's a lot that goes into that. That's a lot of wear and tear on that body, and especially that part of the body, as you've mentioned in previous episodes. So I don't think that this is as common as he's saying, and I think that it's kind of a stretch to call it a common surgery, Dub. I don't know. I'm with you, friends. It's not common. If you're going to miss this much time, friends, ain't nothing coming about that, right? Common is, okay, you're going to be off a couple of weeks, maybe. We'll give you a pass on that part of it. But to be off this long, how much common is that? So from that standpoint, friends, I'm with you. I can't call it that kind of common thing that way. And then we got to also wait and see when he's going to be back on the field. So we don't know what the timetable is there, like you were saying. So until we see him, then we'll be the same. At this point, we just want to take it for the fact that he's on the injury list. For sure. For sure. So let's just go into this 53-man roster real quick. So at quarterback, no surprises there, A-Dub. Andy Dalton, QB1 for now. <laughs> Justin Fields, the backup. And then Nick Foles is still on this damn roster, A-Dub. But those are our three quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Foles, hopefully you got here soon, man. But if, at, at some point, like Perez saying, we hope, we hope to see um, our guy Justin Fields play. Yes, sir. All right, running back. David Montgomery, Damian Williams, Khalil Herbert. And then we got Tariq Cohen on the pup list. A-Dub, when I look at that running back tandem, I like it. I hope that we see a lot of Montgomery here, but I hope that we see these other two running backs utilized as well. I would love to see Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert getting put into the mix a little bit as well. I like Herbert. I understand, you know, Williams is good too, but man, I like what I saw for this kid, Perez. He can mix some things up for us. I mean, we already know what your boy Montgomery can do. I just think that Herbert gives us a different dynamic, a different identity when he's running the football as well. All right. And wide receiver, no surprises on the top part of the depth chart. Allen Robinson, my boy, A-Rob. Shout out to you, A-Rob. We got your boy, Darnell Mooney. We have Demir Bird, Marquise Goodwin. And then the two free agent acquisitions that we talked about earlier, Rashad Perryman and Simba Webster. So A-Dub, that wide receiver group, as you mentioned earlier, a lot of talent there, a lot of competition. And as I mentioned, speed, speed, and more speed. Yes, sir. Perez. A lot of speed there that make you feel like, hey, our quarterbacks really have no excuses when it comes down to the wide receiver core. They should feel pretty privileged about that. 
And also, too, I'm very happy to see how much talent we have on the practice squad at the wide receiver spot. The fact that Daz Newsom, Rodney Adams, and John V. Johnson all made it back to the practice squad, that's even more talent. It's going to be just sitting there waiting on the wings. So very happy to see that. Yes, sir, Perez. I'm looking forward to that and seeing what happens to those guys on the practice squad in the near future. Yes, sir. All right, at tight end, Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, Jesse James, J.P. Holtz, and Jesper Horstead. Jesper Horstead fought his way onto that 53-man roster. He took advantage of his opportunities. But I will tell you this, A-Dub, this tight end group is really impressive, got some versatile pieces there, and I'm really excited for these weapons to be utilized in our offense. I am as well. I mean, Cole commits second year. Hey, look, I'm looking forward to seeing what this kid bring. We talked about it already, how he changed his body up. He's been to uh, you know, the tight end camp as well. It's like, man, this cat coming back better. And then you have these guys like Jesse James and Graham who's still with us. Hey, man, this makes a, a very big group here to where, hey, we can expect a lot of this tight end group moving forward. This is my also thing when I look at this tight end room. Not only did Jesper Horstead earn a roster spot, but I think they should give him serious consideration to getting some actual playing time because he showed you that, hey, he can make plays. And that's something that we could definitely use on the offense right now. And when it comes to J.P. Holtz, I like him because he has, he's got versatility. Because not only does, can you line him up a tight end, but you can put him in a fullback in the backup when you want to run out of the eye. But it also, he has a lot of versatility in special teams. So he was somebody that I was really happy that made the roster. Obviously, he's someone that we need. So this tight end group, very strong group. That cat showed us that he was very hungry. He wanted us for us to spot. He earned it. But you're right. This group is also different, like you said, Perez, that all these guys give us something different. That's one thing I like about this group here, Perez. None of these guys are alike. They're totally different. Yep. So, yeah, we'll definitely see how that goes over the course of the season here. Offensive line. Jason Peters, who I talked about earlier, starting left tackle. Cody Whitehair is going to be the starting guard. Sam Mustafer is going to be our starting center. James Daniels, the other starting guard, and then Jermaine Effetti, who's going to be the starting right tackle. Now, offensive line depth-wise, you got the rookie, Larry Borum. You got Elijah Wilkinson. You got Alex Bars, Mr. Reliable, played every position on that offensive line damn near. We got Lachavius Simmons. And then Tevin Jenkins was on that roster, but obviously he's going to be moved to IR. So, A-Dub, depth-wise, when you look at this offensive line, what are your thoughts there? Debt-wise, I think all these guys in the way are in the same boat press because none of them have really been outstanding, right? So for me, it's like a lot of these guys on this team still got something to, to prove. Even, you know, big James Daines. I know he missed a lot of time last year, Perez, due to being injured. But it's like he has to come back and show us something. And what we saw from these guys in preseason, we weren't too impressive. So this group really has a lot of work to do, Perez, and all of them have something to show us. You hit on Alex Bars. He did good for us last year by being moved around. Now he gets a chance now to be part of this other group going forward to see why he landed on this team. So hopefully he gets some time out there at some point. But again, all these guys have something to prove to us moving forward. Well, I'm just going to say this. I hope that he doesn't get any time out there because if he's getting time out there, then that means that something's going on with our starters. I hope that this starting unit, I hope this starting unit is our actual starting five. For me, when I look at the back end of this offensive line group, I see a guy in Larry Borum who missed some time with the concussion, who we didn't really get a chance to see a lot of. But when we did see him, he showed you some things, right? In training camp, he looked pretty solid. He did some solid things in the preseason game that I saw him in. So, He's someone, and I'm like, okay, he's got some talent, potential. To your point, Elijah Wilkinson didn't really show us much. Lachavius Simmons also didn't really show us much. And then when you have Alex Bars, he's just someone that you can plug in in a pinch. 
but I really hope that these five that were our actual starters, I hope these guys are ready to go. Yeah, that's going to be key, though. You're right. Our starters are going to be key, Prez. I do hope that Peters is ready. I know it's probably going to take him a little time, but I hope he's ready for the, the first game for sure, and then it continues to progress, make some progress going forward. But, yeah, man, I hope this, like you said, our starters are there, man, because that's going to be a big factor to what we do down the road. And I'll tell you one thing. We, we've talked about our running backs, man. They can't get the job done without this offensive line. Yes, sir. Yeah, and that's the thing. David Montgomery, I mean, we saw it last season. There was so many times where he was getting hit as he was getting the ball from the damn quarterback. So we got to find ways to create holes for David Montgomery. David Montgomery can break tackles. Just got to give this kid the opportunity to do what he can do best. So hopefully this offensive line, we see them open and create holes and push people off the line of scrimmage. So we'll see what happens there with this group. But I'm really going to be watching these tackles, A-Dubs. We'll see how that goes. Key factor you said there, Perez, watching those tackles, man, that's going to be a big spot for us moving forward. So they can sustain and hold up, Perez. That'll be great. I hope, brother. Fingers crossed. Mine too. All right. Defensive line. No surprises here. Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols, Angelo Blackson, and our big boy from BYU, Tonga, Kyrus Tonga. So those are the five there. And then Mario Edwards Jr. is on the reserve suspended list for that PED suspension. No surprises there, but I'm telling you, A-Dub, stripped of this roster right here on that defensive line. And I'm fired up, man, to see these boys uh, go to work this season. Man, Prince, this is a great group here, man. Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Tonga. I mean, Tonga's a name that you brought up on the pod. You talked a lot about how great he is, man. I'm looking forward to seeing him play, though, Prince, because we don't lose a beat. We get Eddie Goldman out the game or whatever. He comes in. I mean, or Hicks out the game. He comes in for him as well. I mean, this kid can play, man. He really can play. He can clog up that middle. So, you're right, Prince. This is strength for this team here. And I'm looking forward to watching these guys play. Yes, sir. And like I said, uh, Tonga, I think he's going to be a very intriguing talent here for this team. The guy is an older rookie, so he's 25 years old. So it's no surprise he's been able to come in here and make a name for himself already. So definitely looking forward to seeing big things from him and the rest of that defensive line group. Absolutely. And Hicks, you know Hicks, he got to play for his next contract. So he's working on that. Well, we'll see. And the one thing, the only thing I'm going to say about Hicks, we know we can, what we're going to expect from him. That guy is the heart and soul of this defense. I just hope that whatever's going on with that contract, he just goes out there and leaves it all on the field and let the business side, you know, let that happen as it happens. That's all we hope for. All right. Outside linebacker. Again, no surprises. Khalil Mack, he's a bad man. I'm expecting a big time season from him, but we'll get into that in our season preview episode that we're going to do next week. Robert Quinn, outside linebacker. Robert Quinn, do better. We got Jeremiah Tuchu and then my boy, Travis Gibson, number 99. So those are our four outside linebackers, A-Dub. Talk to me about this group and what are you looking forward to seeing this season out of these guys? Robert Quinn, Press, we kind of already kind of have an idea of what's going to happen with him. That's what it appeared to look like for him throughout the season is that he may going to have a limited role. It looks like Gibson is going to be a guy that really shows a whole lot, Press. He's hungry. This kid has been effective all through training camp, through preseason. He's looking to wreak havoc. So from that standpoint, Press, I don't think Mack is going to have a problem working with these guys because he has help, and we actually have depth to help him out. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens there. You've brought up a few times about Robert Quinn potentially uh, having his snaps decreased. We'll see what happens there. I didn't really see much of Robert Quinn over the course of training camp at Hallis Hall. There were a lot of times where I saw him just kind of taking mental reps and kind of just looking in on stuff. And then obviously we didn't see much of him on the field. But we'll see what happens. I think with Robert Quinn, though, 
this is his last opportunity here in Chicago to show us the pass rusher that we saw in Dallas. So we'll see what happens there. But nevertheless, I do think that Travis Gibson and Jeremiah are going to get a lot of playing time this season. And Khalil Mack is Khalil Mack. So we don't even have to retrace anything there. I'm with you, though, Prez. I'm looking forward to seeing Gibson, man, get those snaps. That kid looks ready, baby. Yes, sir. All right. Inside linebacker, we mentioned earlier in the show, they kept seven. We know that Danny Trevathan is going on short-term IR. So we got Roquan, Alec Ogletree, Christian Jones, Iggy, Josh Woods, and Caleb Johnson. Now, A-Dub, I think that the last three guys made this roster, especially in, with Woods and Iggy, and probably Caleb as well, it's because of special teams. Now, also, shout out to you, Caleb Johnson, friend of the Dear Bear Essentials podcast, for <laughs> making this 53-man roster, brother. Shout out to you. Man, that guy right there, bro, he was playing his ass off. He was practicing hard. He was staying late after practice a lot of times. And he really showed himself to be someone that deserved this spot. Whether if, if it's short-term or long-term, it's still a big accomplishment that he made this 53-man roster. Yeah, Perez, I'm glad you brought up Caleb, man. He made some mistakes out there at times. But you know what? The kid didn't quit. He didn't give up. He learned from his mistakes, and he came out there and he executed. You're right on the part. You talked about him practicing, staying late. That's what you like to see in some of these young guys who really want it, Perez. So I am very excited to see him make the roster and glad to see he's on his team. We know we're going to get at the top of that damn linebacker chain. Roquan Smith is Roquan Smith. He's going to have a big-time season and a contract season. Roquan's about to go get that bag. So Roquan's going to have a big year, and I just uh, I just can't wait for him to unleash on these damn opposing offenses. It's going to be a problem for y'all out here. All we got to say is money to bake for Roquan, Perez. I'm with you there. A lot of disrespect has been given towards Roquan from outside of Chicago, right? How they've been treating him, how they ranking him. Come on, man. Roquan is a beast. I mean, they're going to learn respect this guy moving forward. And you're right. I think he's going to make these guys pay this coming season. He's going to make them pay for those transgressions. Make them pay. Make them pay. Exactly. <laughs> Game one, baby. That's right. All right, man. Cornerback, A-Dub. Now, this is a position that I said in the last episode when I was giving my roster prediction. I said, don't be surprised if we see something weird happen with this position group. But I saw A-Dub. They didn't sign a, a veteran corner, as I thought. But they did get rid of one. So now, <laughs> on this cornerback breakdown we got Jalen Johnson yep. Kendall Vildor Duke Shelley they brought Artie Burns back onto the 53 he was cut temporarily and then Xavier Crawford who I was really surprised made the team I thought he was actually going to get cut but he made the team over Thomas Graham and Desmond Trufant but talk to me about your thoughts there with these quarterback position a I'm still worried about this quarterback group press it didn't help me to see that uh, True Funk was cut. It was like, whoa. And then I didn't see a lot from Duke Shelley. It was like, man, we still got some work to do at that slot part of it, you know. And then you look at Vildor, you're like, how much impressive he's going to be. We heard a lot about him in, in training camp, Perez, the way he lit it up. And then doing some of the preseason games, I didn't see that same impact. So I do worry about these guys on the side of Jalen Johnson who can actually help him out on the other side. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they bring, Perez. I hope they get off to a great start, but I am kind of concerned and worried, though. Well, I mean, you have every right to be because that's something that we've looked at. There's been a couple positions here on this team that we focused in on this offseason, offensive line and cornerback. So when I look at this right now, I say, oof, it just makes that Cal Fuller release even more painful for us. And that's why it's also going to be imperative for guys like Robert Quinn to step up because we need to take some pressure off of this secondary. Right. We need that pass rush to create havoc and hopefully – 
Desai is dialing up some blitzes to get Roquan in there so he can make a plays and maybe get the quarterback under duress a little bit as well. Yeah, Prez, I hope you're right about that because um, if those guys can step up, man, that D-line, that definitely would help because I am worried, man. Because, I mean, you know a lot of these great wide receivers now are playing into that position in the slot. So we don't have anybody can cover it, Prez. It's going to be a long night for us if our defensive line can't get in there and make some havoc happen and put a lot of pressure on that quarterback. No, I mean, that's a fair point. And I would say this, A-Dub and all these, don't be surprised if Ryan Pace pulls off some sort of a trade and brings in a veteran and adds them to that cornerback position. I don't think they're done there with cornerback. I think right now what you're seeing is not going to be the finished product for week one. I wonder if we're going to get out, go out and get a veteran, because I think we really need one for sure. Uh, somebody that's serviceable, who's done the job, hopefully, and can make us look very good, right, pretty much. Then someone can go very good with Jalen Johnson, and I'm hoping that we can do that. Yes, sir. All right. Safety. We kept Eddie Jackson, Tayshawn Gibson, DeAndre Houston Carson, and then Dion Bush, A-Dub. And then we also brought back Marky Christian. He's on the actual 53-man. Shout out to him. So those are our safeties. And I really like this group, A-Dub, because I like the fact that we got continuity at this position. Eddie Jackson and Tayshawn Gibson, they played really well together. So now we got those guys coming back. And the death piece is there. Dion Bush and DeAndre Houston Carson, brother, from a special team standpoint. And then these are guys that you can put in there if an injury happens and they don't, their play doesn't drop off. I just really love this position group. Yeah, I'm with you, Press. I like that part of this group as well. You're right. We got consistency there with Eddie Jackson, Gibson. Those guys play very well together, like you mentioned. But I am kind of happy for Marquise um, Christian. This is a kid that we saw play for his, and he went out there and got dirty got physical, and earned his will on this roster with these guys. So I'm kind of happy for him, too. This is a very good group. If Eddie Jackson can be back to him old self for us, they can make havoc out there. So I'm hoping they can show us a good sign here uh, during game one, Perez. That'll be great for us, a good start for us, too. And one of the points that you brought up a few minutes ago in relation to Duke Shelley, obviously you know my feelings on him from the from last season. So, yeah, there's a concern there. But, however, with a guy like Marky Christian coming back on this roster, A-Dub, He's versatile because not only can you put him at safety, but you can also put him in the slot. Right. And and so we saw in the preseason where he was not afraid to come up and make a hit on somebody. And he also showed the ability to make some coverage plays. So I'm glad that they brought him back. And it's just you don't know what's going to end up happening with this 53-man roster leading up to week one. But I think this is somebody right here that I'd be really excited about having on the team. You make a good point. We're going to see where Christian's role is going to be, Perez, moving forward, because you might. You're right. He might be able to go both ways. He may be able to play uh, safety. He may, may also play the slot corner, right? But you're right. I'm not surprised of what he's been able to do because you're right. He made all those good plays for us, Perez. And the thing is, if you are a wide receiver, Perez, this is one key that gets on your last nerve, right? It's like a bug that's like a, it's on your ear, that's a fly that's on your ear that keeps irritating you, right? But based on how you play on the field. So I would love to see him get some more time out there. Finally. Special teams. No surprises here. Cairo Santos, one of the best kickers in the NFL. Pat O'Donnell, Mr. Reliable, solid punter. And then Patrick Skills. You never hear his name called because Patrick Skills just does his job. So those are our specialists on special teams. I'm excited about that, Perez. Santos was awesome last year. I don't see that slowing down. This is a position you're not talking about the one to worry about. So I feel very good about that, Perez, that, hey, we have to worry about anyone kicking field goals. Last year, and most likely not this year either. Yep. I think my only question when it comes to special teams with this season is, who's going to return punts? Because after they waived Daz Newsom, who I thought was going to end up having that role, well, we saw Jameer Byrd take a couple of uh, punts in preseason. 
But I don't know if they want to risk using him on special teams because he's your slot receiver right now. So that's one of the questions that I have there in punt returner. And then kickoff returner is going to end up being Khalil Herbert. But that's the only concern or question that I have. So I think the Bears, that's probably why they picked up some of these uh, guys off the free agent market. So they're probably going to try to see if one of those guys could potentially be plugged in at punt returner. Yeah, I think you're looking at Webster for sure. We'll see what happens with him. You're right, Perez. Maybe it's punt return for him, but... um. You know, hopefully that's the area that you and I talked about that has been an opportunity for us. So we'll see what these new guys can do for us, man. Now, A-Dub, we have gone a whole entire episode and we have not talked much about my brother Justin Fields. So we are going to end this episode by talking about comments that Ryan Pace made when it came to one Justin Fields. So Ryan Pace said that Justin Fields is not further ahead than Pace thought he would be at this point. So he said he's exactly what we thought he was going to be. He said he's exactly what we hoped he would be. And he said, and I don't think it changes our plans at all. I know the fans are excited and we are excited too. Wow. That's all I can say, Perez, is wow. I would just say from what I see from the eye test, Perez, if there's something there that we don't know about, okay, I, I will give them that because they also on the inside. The kid looked great. Looks like he could be a, a starter right now. Actually, from what I see, um, he can extend drives. He can extend plays, Perez. I mean, he can make very good throws. He, we saw some of that in preseason. So, well, I think what he was saying is he just feels like there's not a surprise that he's been performing well. I think what Pace is saying there is, hey, he thinks that he's on target, he's on pace there. And he said, hey, at the end of the day, we're happy with the progress. We know the fans are excited. But he also says, hey, we feel that we're in a good place with Andy, Andy Dalton. And I think that's more of where I kind of thought that they were going there. I think that he just feels like, hey, this is Andy Dalton's time. And then Justin Fields, while it was great that they saw some potential there and, and the development, he thinks that Andy Dalton gives them the best chance to win some ball games. Well, I would just say this for his, I want him to keep that same energy. Wayfields Fields will give us the best chance to win, right? Because again, this could change in a few games from now. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, they, they got a lot of uh, confidence in Andy Dalton. I don't share that confidence necessarily. But however, Diehard fan of this ball club. I'm going to give Andy Dalton a fair chance here to go out there and show that he belongs. But you, A-Dub, saw what Justin Fields could do. I saw what Justin Fields could do. I am super excited for when that kid gets his opportunity out there. Right. And we we still don't have any sort of a timeline from these guys on when Justin Fields might play. But it was really interesting to see what they did in, in New England when they cut Cam Newton. And Bill Belichick is like, hey, I'm about to give Mac Jones this starting job, and I'm going to let this shit, just, I'm going to let it go. And meanwhile, Justin Fields is going to be sitting behind Andy Dog. Right. <laughs> That's the key factor right there, Perez. Justin Fields is going to be sitting behind Andy Dog. We're both Bears fans. We're going to roll with who's at the quarterback. But we got to get this right. You know, when it comes down to who's going to be our quarterback, and the thought that comes with this from Pace and hearing him and hearing Nagy Perez, in a way, it makes me feel like we may have dropped the ball a little bit here, Perez. Because I think with seeing, like you're saying, with seeing Cam Newton cut and seeing, you know, they got Mac Jones where they're starting, it's like, really, are these guys that far along than Justin Fields? Are they really? And I don't feel that way. Yeah, I don't think so either. When I look at a lot of these quarterbacks that are in this draft, they got drafted in the first round. A lot of them are getting their opportunities, and I would love to see Justin Fields get an opportunity as well. However, I'm okay with the plan for Andy Dalton starting week one. I'm okay with that. Let's be smart in how we utilize him. We still have these concerns with the offensive line. So there's just a lot of things that I just want to make sure that they get improved upon. However, I just want to make sure that Justin Fields is being developed properly 
And we're not just keeping this kid on the bench just for the sake of keeping him on the bench. That's how it kind of feels to me a little bit with Matt Nagy. Yeah. Not giving this kid like a real chance because he know that that kid would have made Andy Dalton, you know, look like a second or a third quarterback. I just really feel like they made this promise to Andy Dalton, which I still don't know why you're making a promise to Andy Dalton. And I think that that's all this comes down to is, all right, Andy, we told you we're going to give you this promise and we're going to let you play. Now it's up to you to to keep the job or we let this kid get a shot at it if you don't get the job done. If Andy Dalton can show they deserve the job and can keep your prayers, I wouldn't be mad about it. As long as the guy can show the ability today, he's still a star in this league here. He still can make plays. He still can do the right thing. I'm all for it. But if he shows any signs of slipping that you and I mentioned before, why not let Justin Fields go ahead and take those um, starting reps and man, and move on? So I hope, again, Andy Dalton do a good job for us because I want, I want the wins. I want the Bears to win. I want to make the playoffs for us. That's the most important thing about us. I want to win. So if any dollar can execute, I'm cool with that. But if you cannot, we move on. Yes, sir. Now, A-Dub, when I look ahead at this season, we're going to do an episode next week where we're going to give not only our predictions on how we think the Bears are going to perform this season, but we're also going to do a breakdown of the NFC North. So we're going to break down our opponents in the division. So we got a lot to unpack on the next, next episode. Also, audience, on the next episode, we have some news to announce related to our podcast. We got some exciting news here, so we'll definitely be releasing that information. And before we get out of here, Dub, I was told by a little birdie that one of our loyal listeners, Miss Cousin Heidi, had a birthday yesterday. So wanted to wish her a happy birthday from the Bear Essentials podcast. Shout out to you, Cousin Heidi. Happy birthday, Cousin Heidi. We appreciate you. Thank you for all you do. She's one of the best followers on Bears Twitter and someone that actually knows the Bears and is actual fan. There's some people out there that aren't really fans, don't really know the game, and don't really understand who's on the team and what's going on out there. She's not one of those people. So shout out to you, Cousin Heidi. Big time, Cousin Heidi. We love you, and we look forward to um, hearing from you. Yes, sir. Well, A-Dub, man, I look forward to this season, man. And a lot of news that we're going to be releasing related to the Bear Central's podcast. I'm really excited about the future of what we're doing here with the show. I appreciate you, brother. And we are out. A-Dub, gonna sign us off, bruh. Thanks for listening to the Bear Central's podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for your continued support of this show. Bears Nation, come down with us.